Stay in the know with Radio 2000 Podcast. It's 26 minutes past 11 o'clock. It's hashtag doctor's note. And today we're talking about caring for a loved one who suffers with a mental health issue. who's got a mental illness Um, we've received an email from Clifford Clifford is looking after his wife who has schizophrenia on the line we are going to be chatting to clinical psychologist Dr. Kidumezi Mashiro good morning doc Good morning, Tommy. Good morning to your listeners. Thank you for having me. It's so good to have you always, Doc. First things first, what more can Clifford do in order to support his wife? He's really, he's really struggling. You know, I think um, the important thing is to understand why the wife is relapsing when they go home. Mm. Is it because uh, they don't take medication properly? Is it because of the stress from the people around the society, the family members? Or is it just uh, stress from Clifford himself not coping, you know, with uh, assisting her in some way? So I think it's important just to understand what actually triggers her relapse so Mm. that that can be addressed. Uh, And it's also uh, key that uh, she needs to go for follow-ups as an outpatient when discharged and, um, you know, also seek psychotherapy because, I mean, um, being diagnosed with schizophrenia changes your life. Yeah. Doc, forever. what, what goes into caring for someone with schizophrenia? Can you maybe give us a day in the life of someone looking after uh, someone who has schizophrenia? The person themselves needs to also have accepted the condition. And I can imagine for Clifford uh, being so young or the wife being so young that he's probably also young. So this is probably a need, a traumatic uh, event, uh, having his wife being diagnosed. So firstly, there's a lot of uh, denial, pain, uh, anger, and whatever emotion that he could be experiencing that he needs to process. Mm. So the first thing is just to uh, understand that for him, that he needs to seek help in order to adjust to this uh, status of his wife. But also, you know, they need to take their medication daily. When mm. you care for someone with a mental health illness or uh, mental health challenges, uh, they need to take their medications daily. And I think that's what um, sometimes people struggle with. Mm. So you need to accept that I have this diagnosis and also make sure I manage it. And to manage it often requires medication. And in this case, schizophrenia is for life. So you understand there's a lot of things that could be going on within Clifford, but also within the partner as well, the wife, mm. right? So there's a, there's a whole lot of uh, acceptance daily when you wake up. Um, you know, as Clifford daily, when you're taking care of someone like this to firstly, you know, accept that this thing has happened, it is happening, but to ensure that this person takes their medication, that this person uh, eats and this person is taken care of. Mm. Um, But the important one is for him to also do the work to make sure that he is not overwhelmed, that he accepts what is happening to his wife so that he can be present uh, but also to be to to know where to go when it gets difficult. Yeah, yeah. Um, living with someone like that. Yeah. Yes. Let's talk about the importance of society educating themselves mm. on the scope yes. of mental illness. I grew up in yeah. Soweto, and yeah. it, there was that one house that has a family mm. member that has mm. mental health challenges or is mentally mm. ill, and you would see the conditions, and also you would hear the mm. whispers. Hey, yeah. hey, we are yeah. uh, how important yeah. is for society to educate themselves when it comes to mental illness? 
you know, we still have a long way to go. You know, I and I always say to people, mental health or mental illness or mental health challenges are like someone with cholesterol problems or BP, where some people are more predisposed to it and some people are not. Mm. Therefore, the wiring of the brain predisposes one either genetically. So that's why people will go through the same thing, but one would develop uh, mental health challenges. And it runs on a spectrum right so you get people who are extreme you get people where it's chronic mm. you get people where they can actually be managed and overcome so that's also very important for society uh, and for us as the professionals to continue to spread this message that it doesn't mean you're crazy and i think maybe the the the, the way we we term it mental illness people just think i or mental mm. <laughs> what Wasanya. there's mm. something wrong with you but actually it's just an imbalance of the chemicals in the brain and the medication actually goes through what we call the blood barrier or the thing that uh, protects the brain around the brain and um, so that it causes uh, the chemicals to balance again I see. and over time if it's not chronic so there are those for example depression can be something where you need to take it for six months instead of for life so in though in those instances the the chemicals then themselves then we wean them off the medication because the the, the brain has managed to find its balance again mm. but there are certain conditions like schizophrenia where unfortunately balancing is more challenging therefore they need to be on this and there's other conditions like your bipolar mood disorder where they need to take these medication constantly mm. and also make sure that the stress levels are managed are because managed. that also can trigger an episode even if you're on medication sure. and that's why with Clifford's wife I was wondering what actually is is causing the relapse mm. is it the stress is it you know the medication the defaulting of medication or not going back or not going for therapy uh, post and also going for follow-ups with the psychiatrist to make sure that the dose and you know everything is still okay uh, because it's a lifelong um, uh, management uh, that is needed for her yeah. and for him as well yeah. for him as well because it's traumatic definitely to, to, you know to, yeah to it, have someone you're living with be diagnosed it is age. it is and and we mm. we have a listener um and i read her mm. comment earlier on and it broke my heart her name is pamela mm. on facebook she said yeah. what a topic in ngosiami uh, i'm currently in that position wouldn't mm. wish it on my worst nightmare it's emotionally and physically draining mm. don't even have mm. the energy to talk about it um and I want to talk about uh, whether it's mm. ever okay to walk away from a loved one suffering from mental illness because now you can mm. tell that mm. is just too mm. much for me to bear. Is it ever okay to walk away from a loved one suffering from mental illness? I think it needs context. So some people do not take the medication. Uh, yes, it's part of the illness to have denial, but there are people who for example they take alcohol and then obviously they don't take the medication so there are instances where someone is defaulting and someone is not taking responsibility mm. if they are able to for the condition and the management of it so in those instances where the prognosis is so poor and the person does not want help because the trick with psychiatric or psychological problems or mental health issues is that people must want help mm. and if someone does not want help there's absolutely nothing anyone can do including me the professor Professional, mm. right whereby we actually say prognosis is poor here this person is is not willing or not wanting to you know sit with this thing so uh it depends on the context uh, there are situations where sometimes the care the caregiver is exhausted 
So what I recommend is that do not underestimate how much uh, secondary uh, traumatization or re-traumatization you can have from sitting with someone who's not okay, just sitting with someone who's in a, uh, a state or who's depressed or who's traumatized, right? Mm. There's, there's always that um, risk of you as the caregiver to actually internalize negative view of self or negative view of life or you know have a savior complex that's not working where you're trying to save this person from this thing hey. right so i think for for that uh, but is it pamela i think if they haven't sought uh help professionally i know she says she's tired mm. and here i am recommending she go speak about it <laughs> but i think uh, it's, it's important to see what exactly is it causing uh, her exhaustion is it because uh, she wants this person better and the person is not getting better or is it because the person does not want to get better I see or is it just because they are emotionally exhausted I see. and then or they themselves feel maybe it's a child or someone close to them maybe they feel like they cannot do this anymore or they are angry with the universe or God so what is it that uh, causing her exhaustion mm, her I emotional see. exhaustion yes and her being burnt out because it's different things it's right different things. so i think she i would recommend she also seeks that professional help because even i myself being a clinical psychologist for 17 or 18 years now mm. <laughs> i've been working i still need to go debrief right yeah. because it, it, it can be heavy sometimes it, it really is yes, a lot it is Doc, it is contact details for those people that um need the advice need someone to hold their hand as they look after uh, a person who has mental health issues where can they get a hold of you my uh website is www.rebaonewellness.com and my WhatsApp number is 082-858-7033. Fantastic. 082-858-7033. Doc, it's always a pleasure chatting to you. Thank you so much. Thank you so also, much. Also, be, before yeah, I let you go, business. before I let you go, yes. where are you based, Doc? Where are you based? <laughs> <laughs> you see what what has happened with COVID. I'm in Gauteng, but I'm accessible online as well. Fantastic. So that's also, yeah, but I am in Gauteng uh, physically. Wonderful, Doc. Thank you so much for your time. Radio 2000 Podcast. <laughs>